Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Game Over. The, the side project of the Hockey Podcast Network, where we say goodbye to each and every NHL team, whether they want to or not. My name's Richard Blosser, joining here, hosting here on Game Game Over as the hockey season rolls on. Whenever this drops, whether it's winding down, we're in the conference finals by this point, or the Stanley Cup finals at this at, at this point, we we are getting down to the nuts and bolts and the well is drying up in terms of the hockey season. And as we roll on here on game over, it's time to bring the next team. It's time to get the next team off the Island. This team was founded in 1967. This was a team that had something at the beginning of the season. They had, I'd like to say hopes, but that's a relative term. This team has two count them two. Stanley Cups to their names, and they are more than, than happy to tell you that. They have such great they have great names in the rafters, along with great artists and entertainers as well. I'm talking about the team from East Pennsylvania called the Philadelphia Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers, I should say, I should not show my bias on, on this show. Joining me is Jesse Bell of Flyers Alley. Joining me taking time away from his offseason to join us. Jesse, welcome aboard, brother. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Hey, not not a problem, brother. Not a problem. As we, as we spoke in the green room a bit, I was beginning to think I wouldn't get any Flyers podcaster that would come out and yeah. do this, but thank you for taking the time out to do this. So as I will, uh, as I ask every team that come comes on here, I will start this out with a simple question. What happened? I mean, I know the bar wasn't high for this team, but it, it kind of went as expected, I guess. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I don't think there's a there's a simple answer for that, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll uh, hone it in as well as I can. I, I think the season went, went a lot better than people expected it to. Uh, a lot of unspoken heroes that, uh, you know, the, the signing of Nick Delorier with his uh, no-movement clause, 
um, him coming through being an absolute power play specialist for some odd reason. And, you know, his, his grit, like, you know, you're attuned to that name. Um, you know, I, I think the flyers are headed in a, on the right direction, but what happened with this season is the same thing that happened last season is, is injuries. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't discredit, you can't discredit the amount of injuries and the, the, I guess, gravity of the injuries like uh sean couturier with his back and then you know him coming and, and hurting it again and the 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 mysteriousness behind ryan ellis and uh you know the the goalie problems too i mean it's a, the, all around problems i mean there isn't one problem but I, I would say the injuries were definitely probably the the center of the nucleus yeah, taking a look down at some of the uh, the injuries, um, Carter Hart going down back in, um, um, I think it was around, uh, God, it's not January. That's it says on here when he's cleared to play, but um, he went down. JVR going down. Tony D'Angelo as well. Uh, Zach Zach McEwen, Travis Konecki, like you said, Ellis. He he might be done career wise. It's just yeah. it's just stuff, you know. You know, yeah, rivals might laugh at, but it's not. It, it's the type of season that's a proverbial mash unit. Uh, Rasmus Rastalainen being done near the the end of the season. Yeah. I fully expected Hawkeye to come out from from your locker room at some point and and go go this. And and this isn't a hospital; it's a league. Yeah. It's as bad as it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was definitely a. I, I try to, if you, I'm not telling you to do this, but at the beginning of the season for the Flyers, for us in Flyers Alley, I, I try to stay as optimistic as possible. There is definitely a point where me and my, my cousin Wade is my, uh, my co-host and we have a third that mm-hmm. flows around Anthony Verasso. He's actually a Boston, a, a guy from Boston as an all around Philadelphia fan. It's amazing. But, um, huge twist when he's around. It's great. The, the accent's amazing. <laughs> um, great. but, um, yeah, it's we we were very optimistic, and then I was the last one to throw in the towel, and just didn't really. I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's the the talent's there. You know, the talent is there, and um, there's a lot of rumors going on right now about what's going to happen and who's going to get traded in the off season and such. And yeah, you know, there's something released today about our, our goalie prospect over in Russia. Now that's that's a huge like that's just disappointing. So I mean, it's never easy in Flyer Town. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't be fun if it was easy. I mean, speaking of goalies, it was a rather unique carousel there. Um, Carter Hart going down, Sam er- um, Erson or yeah. or Erskine Rug, as I called him. Uh, Felix Sandstrom there a little yeah. bit got some starts. It just was like a rotating door. It's like when the coach get brings in the backup goalie. It's like, okay, you're up. All right, you, you're up. Yeah. It was it- just- it's unfortunate because you know I don't you know I don't know he uh, there's in Philadelphia history there's always been a goalie problem so it's it's never it's it's never not a problem uh, Carter Hart he's great the, I think the Philadelphia fans and everybody that knows anything about Philly is is more in love with the idea of Carter Hart than they actually are with him in, in general uh, Sam Erson in my my opinion is is a better goalie or will be at the end of his, his uh, tenure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an issue. Sandstrom's not ready. He's probably an ECHL goalie at best. Um, and I think Erson's a great backup. You got to figure out what's going on with the, with the, the, the starting goalie. Uh, take it from someone who's seen both of them 
uh, quite a bit. I think you are right. I think Er um, Erson had a bit of a un had a task of doing a two overtime game in Charlotte and then starting the next night and then getting shellacked down there in South in uh, South Carolina. But I think you can see the potential there more with Urson than uh, San than Sandstrom. As well, you he, were saying he had about well, I think it was like he was had a seven game. He was seven and zero. Oh. Mm -hmm. you know, oh yeah, so, I mean, you got to kind of, kind of ride the hot goalie, but I mean at the same time he was untested in the NHL, so it's understandable. But the thing that people have to understand is this isn't the this wasn't the year that we were supposed to make the playoffs. I mean they played their hearts out till the end of the day, but they weren't making the play, and they're not going to make it next year. So as as a friend of the podcast, urinating tree has said this felt like a punt year. This felt like a year where you just okay, we're we're going for the future. We are punting this season. Don't have any expectations. And that's what it felt like there in Philadelphia. And I'm trying not to like really dunk on you guys because my, my team season didn't go much better. Right. But, um, but it's, it's, you know, it's good hearing that kind of like flyers perspective that, that not a yelling doom and gloom that it's yes, we're playing the, we're playing the long game. We're playing the long con per se, as I was taught, in the game Bioshock by Frank Fontaine, never play a man for a short con when you can play him for the long one. And you <laughs> feel like the Flyers are indeed playing the long one. Speaking of cons, let's talk about the draft now, shall we? <laughs> Allegedly. Um, at the time of this recording, um, it is neck. It is uh, the following week on May 8th, which the draft lottery will take place at uh, Nashville. Um, give me a second to see where you guys are, but, um, do you really, do the flyers as much as I, I'm trying to find the right words for this. Every team wants number one, wants to get number one, but doesn't necessarily need number one. Do, do the flyers really need number one? I hate saying that, but is it a team that really needs a Connor Bernard or an, or one of the, um, Adam Fantilli? Or, Adam Fantilli, yes, out of Michigan. Yes, yeah, okay. I, I think I think they do. I think the so we there's a guy I'm going to name drop him. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to name drop John, Johnny McWilliams. He he does a pod on our, our network called uh, The Road to the Show, and mm -hmm. he basically interviews um, former players and it's it's a really wholesome. He gets his, his nine year old son to come in and talk to him as well. It's it's really cool. Awesome. Um, real wholesome and at home. It's kid friendly, which not a lot of the pods on our network are very kid friendly. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, I, I talked to him about it. He actually was a, a skills coach for uh, and a conditioning coach for uh, uh, Sidney Crosby. He was uh, Kale McCarr, uh, Nathan McKinnon. You know, he's got connections all over the place. He said that he thinks that the city that needs Connor Bedard is Philadelphia, that the absolute need. And that's because he's going to be a generational player and he's going to flip a franchise. And, you know, um, I'll be 37 this uh, November coming up. I live and breathe the Flyers. I try, try to stay with them through the fight. And uh, they need something like that. You know, Claude Giroux wasn't the guy. I, I hate to break that to everybody. Claude Giroux wasn't hmm. the guy. He wasn't a captain for the team. I've, I've said it all the time. It, this these two kids could flip the franchise in such a uh, a positive way that it could give it could shock a pulse back into the city because the city is just it's just dead it's 
Uh, I mean, when when the New York Rangers and Boston Bruins fans come into your stadium, being the Flyers and the reputation that we've had our entire lives, whether you like the fighting or you don't, everybody knows who the Broad Street Bullies are, and they won cups from it. Um, you know, for that to happen is is devastating, and it's 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 actually disgusting being a Philadelphia someone from Philadelphia. So I mean, yeah, the, the, the in the short in the short term, yes, I, I think. Either one of those two, even Will Smith, the the kid Will Smith. Um, I think it's Brendan Yeager. I think he's another mm-hmm. one. Yeah, any of those kids in the top ten, the Flyers would would benefit from having. Because as of right now, according to Tankathon.com, ding, great Tank-a-thon. website. <laughs> okay, um, you guys are listed at six and a half percent to get the number one overall pick, which is good, not great at the eleven at, at the eighteen uh, percent, which it. Anaheim is right now. Thank you, Columbus. But um, you know, you know, you just mentioned a couple names of guys who can come in and you know, you know, spark a franchise per se. Connor Bernard can definitely do that. Um, Adam Fantelli, I think he could be a great winger. That if you pair him up with the top number one center, you have a bang bang combination that could help set a kid up who could just light the lamp. So definitely, it feels like it's like the, the the pieces are there so yeah i see your point on how some players of those caliber in a very deep draft um could really jump start the team in orange and black yeah i mean it's it's tough because the 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 players are there the talent is there you know the travis connecty turned into an absolute goal scorer this year uh, morgan frost at the end of the year absolutely turned turned the jets on but you need to trim the fat. Like you need to get rid of the people that that you can obviously see don't want to be there. Like Kevin Hayes, he doesn't want to be here. He, it's it's it's. I have quoted things. You know, I, I've said it a couple of times. I have it all over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere you look. He does. He knows that he's going somewhere at the end of the year. Um, if you do get rid of Carter Hart, I think now the fact that it's looking like uh, Ivan Fedotov over in Russia it doesn't look like he's coming. So now you have to figure out the whole rumor that happened where. Uh, Carter Hart maybe have said had said something to the franchise. Hey, I want to get traded. And literally the next day they were saying that they were taking offers on Carter Hart. Um, I've heard rumors of package with Carter Hart and Perveroff. I've heard rumors of Travis Sanheim being packaged with all three of them. Now, if that's what it takes to get to get the number one pick, I mean, who's got those draft picks? The number one, that's 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 Arizona. So ship him there, ship all three of them to Arizona. Give me the first round draft pick, bring Connor Bedard to Philly, call it a day. And Arizona's got the draft capital to uh, to pull it off. They've got like I think twelve picks this year. It's it is unreal. They 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 fleece teams to get the draft picks. So mm-hmm. we've talked about the draft. Let's look ahead to uh, to July. Uh, you've got some as we head as we'll head into free agency into the summer. You've got some names coming off the books. Most notably JVR um, coming off as well. Brendan Lemieux, Kiefer Bellows. Noah Coates, Frost, Frosty, um, Justin Braun. I think he said, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think he said he's done. Yeah, he I, think I remember saying uh, he's done. Uh, Cam York is at the end of his of his ELC as well, and um, you got one more year of Carter Hart to uh, to go. Um, no, um, a little bit of dead money, but nothing too bad with Oscar Limbaugh still being on the books if I'm reading Cap Friendly correctly. Yeah. 
and you've got some stuff and you got some um, expirings in the pipeline um, um, as well. Um, so um, like, I think like Ontario Anisimov might be coming off the books as well. So um, which one of the, which one of those do you think might be coming around or which are you just going to cut bait with? So uh, at Isimov, it tore it up in the, in the AHL with the Phantoms. That's, that's oh, God, yes. But at the same time, it, I, I don't think he'd thrive in, a, in the NHL. I, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, most of the guys that you named there that are that are uh, free agents are going to get re-signed. Uh, I, unfortunately, one of the guys that I really like, Kiefer Bellows, I don't think he's going to get re-signed. But Frost and and uh, Cam York and Noah Cates is 100% getting probably going to get a letter on his jersey next year. Um, wow. That kid is an absolute beauty. I can't believe... I remember, I think it was a year two of year two or three of Flyers Alley. I was contacting his his college, trying to get him to come on the show, and I, I was getting his <laughs> name wrong. I was calling him Noah Coates, and they were like, "I have no idea who you're talking about. Like, who are you trying to get on there?" But yeah, he's. I mean, he's amazing. That that kid, absolute Jeff Carter uh, lookalike. Uh, <laughs> he, he plays just like uh, Mike, I think no, Michael Mike Richards. He plays just like Mike My, Richards. Okay, Mikey can't stand Jeff Carter. Um, but uh, yeah, most of those guys on the list, like Morgan Frost, they're going to resign these guys. They're going to. I mean, uh, I just don't. I don't think Kiefer Bellows. I didn't think he got enough play to uh, show towards what he actually has. When he did play, he 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 scored. He assisted. I mean, I think it's going to come down to more of just trimming the fat than it is going to be a problem to resign these guys. I, I understood, and I I did not see how much uh, Coates actually took off this season, and that's very good for him. You like to see how the kids can come up and really adapt to the uh, to the league. Uh, bonus bonus free agency question: Does um Owen Tepit stick around? Stick around, or would he get flipped for something? Uh, Torts has already said that he's building the team around him. He's he's staying. Yeah, he's, he's excellent. And I think honestly, even with that, even if he kind of was like mediocre, which he wasn't, he was not mediocre whatsoever. He lived up to everything that uh, was written out, out on paper for him. Um, I think that the franchise doesn't want to be wrong about the Claude Giroux trade too. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he lived up to it. Uh, Owen Tippett is definitely going to stick around. Like I said, most most of those guys on that list are going to be the future of the Flyers. A lot of them. Excellent. This has been really opening. Good Flyers talk here. Good Flyers talk here on Game Over. And we'll take a short break and we'll be right back right after this. Hockey fans, I know it's the dead it's the dead of summer as we're talking here on Game Over, but DraftKings has got you covered for all of your sports gambling needs as we head into the dead of summer. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN and bet just five dollars to secure $150 in bonus bets instantly. There's plenty of baseball and odd sports and maybe even WNBA over the summer to meet your sports gambling needs before Lord Football returns before you know it. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline MA. Dot org In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or www.1800gambler.net. 
All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is prevent help is available for a problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after insurance one boost per eligible game opt-in required max bet fifty dollars 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on Game Over. Jesse Bell of Flyers Alley joining me as we are talking all things Flyers. It is time for the sneaky big question. A question that I propose to the host. They don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming. And that's what makes this all the more fun. So the question I actually have for you for you is, do you see John Tortorella sticking around the next few years to see this rebuild through? Because the way you're describing the players that are being put into place and that he's putting into place are really teams like his that that flop, that that succeed, that are young, scrappy, and hungry teams. We saw that in Columbus. Is that what he's trying to build? And does he stick around through it? I think you should. So this is year one just passed. I I think after year four, you try to sign him on for even more. Um, Mm. I wanted Jim Montgomery. I had a huge connection. That's actually best friends with Jim Montgomery. Uh, The Flyers never called him. I thought they were going to call him. That's who I wanted. Um, I would have wanted Barry Trotz if he was available at the time. Um, I think, uh, I think torts. uh, I think it was Anthony uh, from our show, Anthony Verasso. He wanted torts and he called it from the beginning. Um, I, I think he's exactly what we need. Um, I, I think he's going to be, uh, he, he's pushing the, the, the players in the right direction. I mean, so yeah, I would, I would, he's definitely going to definitely gonna be here till the end of his days, at least his contract. And I would, I would sign him for even more. I would sign him for even more. Great stuff. I know there was a lot of people who were, um, who were kind of scoffing at it, myself included. But w- again, once you get people into his kind of system, it can really pay off, and it seems like that's what they are definitely working toward there in uh, Philadelphia. Bonus question. As I've looked through your uh, roster, thanks to a uh, Cap Friendly, which is a hockey podcaster's best friend, Yeah, is this another season where there is no captaincy? Is there anybody that could get it, or is this just another season where it's all A's? Well, opinion-wise, I mean, I would have already given it. The problem, uh, there's not going to be a captain this year, but uh, he, sa- he said there wasn't going to be a captain. But at the same time, at the end of the season, uh, they benched, uh, they uh, made Katoria hang hang up the uh, the skates for the rest of the season because, I mean, he needs to be. The season didn't didn't I don't want to say didn't matter, but they weren't making the playoffs. They were mathematically out. He wanted to come back and play, and and you know Tortorella and Briere kind of kind of halted that and benched him, uh, so he could be. I mean, if you think about it, he was injured the whole season. You know, he was recovering the whole season. He had the, an entire season, and he'll have an entire off season to rest. So, if anybody's going to get it, it's going to be him. Um, and I think Lawton will keep the A. Um, but yeah, I think they're if if Couturier comes back and plays, and he's good to go throughout training camp, I, I think he'll end up with the C this year. But uh, Torch said there's not going to be one, so who knows? 
Yeah, I, with we, we went through a couple of years with the Bears where there wasn't a, a, a C, and I heard it all through the media. Oh, well, handing out six A's, there's more than enough in this leadership core. No, th- there should be a captain. And I understand there are circumstances and with teams where you don't have somebody like that and you put out all A's. That's understandable. But a lot of teams, you do want to have a C out there. So um, it'd be interesting to see if Couturier would be able to, uh, to to get that. And I know down there in Philadelphia, wearing that captaincy, much like with any team, is taken very, very seriously. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, a, a lot of people. I will say, uh, a lot of people are different than than Flyers Alley and me on on Twitter in the media. Uh, we're very blue. We are very blue collar, especially our mm-hmm. our network is the same way, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we want our captain to be kind of an asshole. We want him to be. <laughs> want him, we want him to defend his players. And Couturier does that. I mean, you know, the the Drew reign is over. That that captaincy was an absolute train wreck. I it, he's just. I believe when we had Jim, what was it Jim? Was it yeah? Jim Watson came on, um, came on our show and literally said he he despised. Uh, Claude Drew as a captain. He's not a captain. He's not the, the captain that should be wearing the C in Philadelphia because it means something different. And it's not nothing against any other, you know, mm-hmm. team in the NHL. It's just, it, you know, you can't let something like the soul of the Broad Street Bullies die. You don't have to go out there and beat the brakes off everybody every 10 seconds. But if you kind of look at it, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. So, yeah. I mean, if you get a good captain, someone that, that listens to everybody in the room, that's a, a playmaker like Katoria. He's an amazing player. You know he's good. He moves the needle in the most positive direction possible. So I mean, yeah, I, I would take him as a captain, and if not, then definitely Lawton. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that. Um, Hershey, we're a very blue co- blue color city ourselves, yeah. and I say that with mine as well. I put on my blue jeans and go to work every day, like like everybody else. And we put the C on Dylan Mickelrath this year, and he was definitely a guy who's been out there. He'll smack bodies he around, but he does that to set an example. To yep. say, hey, this is how we're gonna play, and that, and I felt, and I felt that resonates with what you said. So, one hundred percent agree, completely on board with it. So, let's look ahead to October as well, and a couple more questions before we get you out of here. So, why should Flyers fans be optimistic heading into next season? <laughs> um. Well, I, I'll be honest with you, the Flyers. Towards the end of the season, the, they were filling up the stadium. I mean, I don't, I don't know what what was going on, but you know, they they were playing pretty good hockey. I, I would say, uh, uh, Flyers fans know what's they know what's going on. They're they're a smart uh, fan base, but at the same time, they can fall into the toxicity and kind of the ignorance of every other fan base. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a whole nother season. It's a clean slate. It's year two of John Tortorella, and if you were upset about any of the things that John Tortorella did, you're clearly not watching. Um, <laughs> so I would just, I mean, what do you, what, what better are you gonna do to spend your time in October than watch hockey anyway? So uh, Philadelphia hockey's it's it's in our blood. So I, I would just tell everybody just bear with it, and uh, it, it'll 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 happen soon. Well, it, it's kind of hard to do when, especially last fall, you had both the Phillies and the Eagles looking really good down the road. So it was it was a little little hard to uh, to get people in the stadium with that with um, with the red and the green doing doing so well. 
very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Dude. actually I was in the press box uh when they made it to the uh was it the NLDS, I think it was. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't I don't follow baseball. So um so uh we were in the stadium next to it and we could hear them. Oh uh, man. The entire stadium went nuts and they actually had the the up on the the big uh, uh screen they had them playing next door when they won the place went crazy. You could hear them next yeah. door. It's a good feeling, but it's definitely a lot of stress on the players. Like, okay, well, no, <laughs> it, so we got to figure something out. But uh, I, 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 I could just see it now. You hear a massive roar. Did they score? No, it's the Phillies. They're going to the championship series. Yeah, it was, they booed when they took them off the screen. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it was bad news, but oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So let's flip the script on that. Why should Flyers fans be depressed heading into October? Well, I yeah, I can I can actually uh, talk into that. One of the heartbeats of the team, Zach McEwen's not on the team anymore. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, well, we got Brendan Lemieux. You actually did mention Brendan Lemieux in the uh, what was that? The uh, the expirings. Yeah, the uh, free agents. Yeah, I would keep him. I, they, I was a huge. I did. Inter- I interviewed. Uh, uh, Zach McEwen, his first year with the Flyers, and uh, Patrick Brown, and and uh, they were great, great grinders for the team. Zach McEwen was is, was an absolute flyer, will be till the end of his days. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be rainbows and unicorns. Like it's going to be tough. It's it's going to it's going to be the same teams that we played last year. They gave us problems. Uh, besides, the Bruins are probably going to get split up. Um, you know, it's it's. There's not a lot of positives, but there's a lot of negatives, and that's what that's what a rebuild is. So you know you got to let them rebuild. It's just it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. So I guess again you got to deal with it. Understood. That's what's part of a rebuild. You got to tear it down to build it back up. Sometimes, and Philadelphia is the next one off the island. And as we like to say on the on the show, we say. Yep, game over to the Philadelphia Flyers. So, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on, brother. This has been this has been a really good talk. I I I did not know what was going to be in store uh for you know, thought, you know, what what was going to be down there in Flyers land, but this has been really good and informative to what you've been able to put out here. So, um before we let you go, I'm going to give you um some time here to promote, you know, your show your network, whatever else you got project going out there. So Jesse, the board is thine. Awesome. I, I really appreciate you letting me come on and, uh, and anytime, let me know and uh, we can do it. Uh, yeah. When the season starts in October, uh, you guys can catch Flyers Alley on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube, uh, 1.30 PM Eastern on, uh, what was it? Uh, 1.30. Yeah. I think it's 1.30. Yeah, it's 1.30. And uh, we're on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Facebook is Flyers Alley. You can find it. We have a group, uh, like page. Our YouTube is Old City Sports Network. And uh, our uh, Twitter is uh, Flyers Alley Pod 1. Also, uh, I am right now involved in Delco Dive. It's a craft beer uh, podcast. We go go live on all the stuff I just mentioned, plus Delco Dive. All you have to do is type it in, uh, do your social media, and you'll find it. Uh, we go live uh, the last Friday of every month. We have beer sponsors on Old City Sports Network. We have four of them, really, really good ones. Uh, 
Bright Path out of Bright Path Brewing out of Jim Thorpe, uh, Hangman Brewing out of Claymont, Delaware, um, uh, Sterling Pig out of Media, Pennsylvania, and the Shamity Creek out of Corden, PA. We taste test all their stuff and then grab a random and taste test that and poundability rating and uh, taste rating. And uh, yeah, you can find that live the last Friday of every month. And that's pretty much all we got going on. Unless you want to go to www.oldcsports.com and check out all of our stuff. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Great stuff. And I can tell you, uh, Bears fans do love their beers as well. So the good thing got that out there. And I'm sure people will be checking that out as, as well. As we all know, beer and hockey, it's what keeps you going in life. Yeah, they sometimes. go along good. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you for tuning in to Game Over as well. Join us next time as we as we will vent, venture off to maybe head to Canada next time. Maybe we'll take off, eh? And go to the Great White North or find some other team there out there on the West Coast that has some misery as well. But until next time, my name's Richard Blosser, and we'll see you next time on Game Over over thank you for downloading this episode of the grit and barrett podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to if you are listening on apple or google please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords if you enjoyed this podcast please check out the hockey podcast network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears!